morning and welcome to High Point Church Online. I'm Catherine. And I'm Andy. And we are so excited to have you guys with us here this morning. If it's your first time, special welcome to you. So glad that you're here. We've got a lot of things going on here at High Point. We do have a lot of things. It is officially, I mean, some of you still have a little bit of school left, right? If you got the kids, you got the fam, right? I've got four kids. It's summertime right now. If your neighborhood pool has yes. opened, it is summertime. So we're, we're feeling that right yes. now. Yes, and one of our favorite things actually about summer, we started this last year, we're doing it again this year, is our HP Kids Summer Nights. High Point Kids Summer Nights yes. is going to rock your face off. It's so much fun. So what we have is for rising first graders to rising fifth graders, I believe. That's right. We have a night there, Wednesday nights in June. We invite you to come bring your kids. And what we do, we set them up into teams. We play games. We have fun. It's a great evening for them to kind of build mm -hmm. friendships with one another. And then we get them into the Bible. We teach them right. what it means to follow Jesus, reading the Bible. And we do it with fun. Fun. Yeah. Games. The Bible. Uh, food. New friends. Dinner is provided for mm -hmm. your kids. So mom or dad or or guardian or mom and dad, whatever this combination looks like, right? right? You get to come and you get to drop them off. It's literally at my house mm -hmm. and we've got uh, service teams for all of them and people volunteering. It's a big deal and yeah. it is a blast. Last year, moms and dads dropped their kids and they all went out to eat. They did. They, they really, had their own little party. They really made, right? made the best out of that. They made this happen. So look, <laughs> here's what we want you to do. We want you to be involved with it. So yes. text HPINFO to 97000. That's HPINFO to 97000 and register for uh, summer nights, mm -hmm. right? You can register your kids. Mm -hmm. You can also register to volunteer yourself. If you're a youth, we're inviting our youth to volunteer. Absolutely. A lot of opportunities. Lots of fun. That's the big That's the big thing that's happening uh, in just, what, a week, a week two, two weeks? A week, two weeks, yeah, soon. Well, with that, you guys, we've got a great service in store for you. We're in a series called Brave, mm -hmm. and in just a moment, you're going to see an interview. You're going to see me interviewing um, a great family in our church, Gerald and Tina Stafford. Uh, but before we do, let me just invite you to continue our time of worship today uh, through the tithes and offering. Mm -hmm. uh, I already mentioned texting HP and go to 97,000. That's also how you take your next steps with giving online as well. Uh, so we want to invite you to do that. And as you give, what your giving accomplishes is helping those in need, helps our church, it's a part of your worship, but even the things that we just talked about, summer nights, right? Mm -hmm. It's helping fund incredible experiences and opportunities for kids right. to hear more about Jesus, right? It's, a, it's just an amazing it's thing. Great. So ladies and gentlemen, friends, family, give. Give cheerfully, give generously as an act of worship. Can we do that? Yes, yes. How, how much you pray for us and then we'll get, we'll get into the message. Awesome. All right, let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for another opportunity to come together, God, as a family, as a community, to worship you. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this morning in our giving. Allow us to be led by your Holy Spirit to just give and to be a part of what we are doing in this community and around the world through not only High Point Church, but our global ministry of every nation. God, I pray for this message this morning that you would allow our hearts to just hear from you. God, what it looks like to continue to be brave, to continue to follow you in a world that sometimes can make that pretty difficult. So be with us today. We thank you, God, for another Sunday and another day to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Welcome back to High Point Church Online. As I already mentioned, my name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here, and it is great to be with you online. We have a special Sunday. We are in a series called Brave, and I have some dear friends, leaders in our church. Uh, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Gerald and Tina Stafford. They're going to be speaking to us today about protecting and building strong marriages. I can't wait to get into this. Uh, I've got some questions lined up. You're going to hear some things that are probably going to make you laugh, things that you're going to identify with, things that are hopefully going to challenge you as well. Uh, Gerald and Tina have three beautiful daughters. They've been married 25 years, and they have a lot to bring to the table. Before we get into it, though, we're in a series called Brave, and this series is taking us through the book of Daniel. Right, And we're seeing Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these four guys have these really strong convictions. They have lines, basically, you know, kind of the figurative line in the sand that they won't cross. And they have a passion, you know, to have a, a thriving relationship with God and to protect, you know, the things that matter most. And so that's what we see. And so from the beginning of Daniel, I think it's Daniel chapter 1, we, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? You know, where Daniel, he says to King Nebuchadnezzar, hey, like, I'm not going to eat the food that you prepared for me. And he has this, you know, line in the sand. He won't cross it. Then we have the lion's den. You know, he, he, he they outlaw praying. But what does he do? Goes Praise. home and he prays. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's got a conviction about it. You know, like, you're, you're, you're just a line he won't cross. Uh, and then there's the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the fiery furnace, right? Nebuchadnezzar, the king, you know, he wants them to bow down and worship this golden statue. And what do they say in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, right? I love the conviction here. You got to love these guys. King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, The God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, God love it, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Line in the sand, bam. We just want you to know, and I love that they they use like honoring terms, your majesty, we're not doing this, right? There's a conviction. They want to protect the things that matter most. And for them, that is their relationship with God, right? And we desire to do the same thing. And so the question for all of us, right, are what are the, what are the lines in your life that you simply will not and cannot cross, right? There's, there's right, there's wrong. And then there's also just personal conviction, right, as the Holy Spirit's leading you. And that's what we're going to get into today specifically in the area of marriage. We talk about honoring God and loving God, right? Well, one of the areas that we do that is in our parenting, it's in your personal life, it's also in this crazy thing that we call marriage. And so there's no uh, better family that I could think of to interview today on what this looks like than Gerald and Tina Stafford. So we're going to get right into it today. I've got a couple questions. We're going to hear from them, and we're going to break this thing out a little bit. You guys ready? I'm ready. Aunt Tina, are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Even if. Ready. <laughs> yeah. <She's> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here's what, we want. here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask some, we're going to, we're going to ease into this, okay? 
So in every marriage, uh, feelings are going to get hurt. Surprise. Mm-hmm. I know Gerald has never hurt your feelings. Never, right? So, so soft-spoken, kind, <laughs> gentle, right? But on the rarest of occasions, right, where feelings might get hurt, what convictions do you have? What, what boundaries have you put in place um, to help each other work towards forgiveness? The Bible commands us to forgive one another, mm-hmm. right? There's power in it. You want to protect this relationship. Right. You want to protect it this way with God and this way with each other. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for you? What are your, we call them rules of engagement in our house, <laughs> right? Huh. Like, how, how do we battle through this? Help us. What does it look like? Oh, you're starting. <laughs> yeah. um, well, for me, usually I am very thoughtful. Like, I don't. So, if we are having a disagreement or something, mm-hmm. I typically will be very quiet in the beginning. I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm not a big confronter anyway. So. So you're not confrontational. No. Okay. <laughs> Which kind of helps. Because Gerald is confrontational. Is a little bit more so. <laughs> I'm a resolver. I am a problem okay. solver. Well, he's a resolver. He's a resolver. <laughs> so, right. which means he's going to confront. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think my biggest thing is I try not to say things that I am going to regret saying. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of anger. So, a lot of times I won't say anything until I've had time to think. I, I need time to process. I'm, I need yeah. time to think about it. I need a time to really consider well, what's really going on with me or what's going on with us or, you know, really what's the root of the problem. So yeah. I will definitely be a lot more quiet. Um, some more of a, like, leave me alone for a while kind mm-hmm. of person. So um, I think no. in that... Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to okay. ask you a question on it. Okay, do, you feel like it's, do you feel like that's personality or is that, mm-hmm. or is, so it's partly personality, mm-hmm. but what I'm also hearing there is what we would call like biblical wisdom, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. take a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rush to speak. Right. I'm, I'm going right. to be. You're being very gracious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not, but I'm not a, um, I just don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. You know, I just don't react yeah. really quickly yeah. when I'm angry. Yeah, I, I'm react. much right. I'm much more of like I'm gonna just go on over there for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and calm down, or you know, kind of just get my thoughts together, yeah. um, and really figure out what's really bothering me. Because sometimes I can't um, verbalize that. I don't. Yeah. I can't get my words together. So it just takes me a little That's more common. time. Yeah. What about Gerald? What about you? What are so, some? Like, are there specific things that you're? Were you thinking through? steps on how to move this thing in the right direction so i think part of it is knowing knowing her right so and knowing myself and then one of us have to to give um and so if i'm the confronter and if i'm going to confront her and it's going to shut her down i can't keep confronting because nothing's going to get solved so i have to allow her that space to Mm -hmm. to process um and not just the space it's also i don't know in your marriage, everyone else's marriage, we don't speak the same language. <laughs> yeah. All right? And I'm just yeah. telling you straightforward. <laughs> this we, is true. Everybody <laughs> lean into your television right now. I'm just right? telling you. This is true. So what I say, it doesn't matter because usually if I say something, I'm saying the words that I mean, but they hear the words that they feel. Yeah. And okay. so it changes the okay. whole context 
of what I said. Mm -hmm. So the time that she needs alone is to time sometimes to adjust her feelings to match with the lines that I said mm -hmm. and not what she actually read into what I said. Mm -hmm. And so we so the time alone is good for her. I have to be patient enough to know that I can't fix or solve what we're trying to solve right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I but I think that ultimately, you know, we come back around to it. What's, mm -hmm. what's good about it at the end in our relationship is even if we're really mad at each other, we've been together long enough to the point where, I think you used the word kind of codependent in a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so like, so even though I'm mad, I mean mad where I won't want to talk to her or do anything or, or mm -hmm. she's like that the same way, she'll still make me a cup of coffee. Here, take your coffee. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, he wants some spinach or, or whatever it may be and we're still serving each other. You know, yeah. and in the process right. of doing that, that allows our door to open up sooner or later because it's just, we can't, yeah. we, it's yeah. just, it's I just think that's can't. a thing that we started. And, and like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big domestic. <laughs> so I don't like to cook <laughs> at all. Hey, I don't either. But, Bring that right oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, there Slow go. down. Um, well, I don't cook. <laughs> but like every morning, so Gerald's. Typically, we'll make the coffee, no, so I, I just love make it. Time out, but let's clear this up. <laughs> oh, okay. He made a mistake and said that I love to cook. No, I cook he will. out of necessity because no one else will cook. <laughs> That's not We're why about, you you're cook. about to see something happen right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He cooks because this is like totally off topic, but anyway, I cook he because. cooks because if you, if he sees something he likes, or if he goes to a restaurant and he enjoys something, or if I come up with a new recipe, say like chili, or something like that. He's like, I like this, but I can do it better. So then he takes time over. Out. Wait a minute. This right, is not why I cook. We don't have time. We don't have time. Sorry. We need to move on. We need to move on. Sorry. We're going to have to just let this go. See, but this oh is going to be an, We're going to have a time out on this later on, and we're going to have to serve each other later on because that's way off. That's not why I cook because I have to cook. Coffee. That's funny. He said that. I didn't say that. Oh, I'm man. Just, I said I don't like I, I'm going to reserve... I'm going to reserve my comments in this moment. So, what I was getting at was that um, even if I'm angry with him, I'll still make sure I make him that coffee, which is something small. Yeah. But in my mind, it's like, I don't care what happened. I don't care if we're not talking right now. I don't care. But that's just something for me because ultimately, in the end, that opens the door for us to communicate again because really it's just about communication and, yeah. you know, when we're angry, still just opening a little window or a crack mm -hmm. where you can have a conversation or, you know, talk about that. So, she, Tina didn't use this word, and neither did Gerald, but it's what they're saying in this moment, and it's choosing humility before anything else, right? And what does Jesus do? He humbled himself, right? He emptied himself of everything heavenly mm -hmm. in the sense that he came from heaven to earth, right? Humbled himself and became a servant, washed feet, uh, literally as a demonstration of his leadership. Um, the night before he was arrested, went to the cross. That's how he spent his time. And in your marriage, if you want to strengthen and protect it, humility is absolutely vital. Yeah. And in the heart of difficult times, to still choose the way of humility, I, got, I made you your coffee. I made you your spinach. If I think I heard that <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Whatever he's making in the right morning. Um, you know, it's funny though. If I, and real quick, I'll say this too. Um, in our also, when we have our disagreements, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong at the yeah. end of the day, um, and it's just a matter of more or so less. Good. It's, it's just you know just. 
figuring out how to communicate to understand each other. You have to, you know, they say in all these books, but you got to seek to understand first mm -hmm. before being understood. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I got to make sure I'm understanding her and why she's upset, and she has to understand me and what's going on, whether we agree or disagree, and whether we want to prove one wrong or one right. If you're seeking that, you're just going to be back yeah, and forth. You're forever. done. So. Yeah, that's great. Question number two. <clears throat> Do you, we, we covered the first one about hurt feelings. It's going to happen, right? You're going to hurt each other's feelings. But you also have difficult decisions that have to be made, okay? And, you know, the longer you're married, maybe the magnitude of difficult decisions feels less. But some of you watching, it doesn't feel that way, right? You've got emotional decisions, family decisions, financial decisions, and they... They're big, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate? What, what are the convictions you, that you have regarding making difficult decisions together? Me first? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, okay. definitely, depending on what they are or whatever, you know, not, not a lot. Most things we always decide together, period. And usually... Being together so long, we know what the other's thinking. Yeah, I mean, you've been together 25 years, but yeah. probably didn't but, start out that way. No, it didn't start out that way. So <laughs> I'm going to say BC. Uh, no, no, I'm going to say... <laughs> long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> well, I'm saying before Christ, I can't count those those days because that was, that was just wrong. But uh, since, since being saved, though, um, prayer is a big part. Right? Yeah. You, you, you don't just... We have learned, and I learned this from her. I'm not going to say we have learned. I learned this from her. Um, don't just jump. You know, I mean, you got to, if anything requires you to act right now, nine mm -hmm. times ten, it's the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So, so we, no matter what, we need to take time and then, and then, and pray. And if they say, give me the answer now, then it's not for us, period. Um, so we've learned that sometimes the hard way, <laughs> but we did learn that. Yeah. Um, so but, good. but overall we pray over it. But when we, what I love about her, which is unique, is at the end of the day, she still, if, if we disagree, she still respects, uh, I'm going to say the biblical principle of, you know what, I give you my information, this is what I say, be cautious, but whatever you say, you decide with, I will go with. Mm -hmm. um, and she'll go with whatever I decide. Now, I have been stubborn enough to do make the wrong decisions against what she has said sometimes. Yeah. And now I'm starting to wonder if she says go with it just so she could saying mm -hmm, dummy which she doesn't say which is actually amazing too even after i make mistakes and we choose wrong she doesn't pound me with it you know because i'm beating myself up but what i've learned from it is her spirit of discernment is far greater than mine in, in decision making sense sometimes when she can't art and that what bugs me when she can't articulate why she says i just don't think we should do it and she can't give me why i need to know why but if she feels it like that i've learned that that is my why there's mm -hmm. a spirit of discernment working on her that's greater than, than mine. And sometimes, you know, our logic doesn't coincide with spirits. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I learned to listen to that. We're here from Tina in a second. Let me, be, let me even just mention that this is, such a, this is such a truth for so many married couples, right? Your spouse, husbands and wives, just for a second, your wife many times, men, will feel something and have a discernment about something that a lot of times guys just aren't sensing, right? Am I making a generalization? Yes, I am, <laughs> but it holds up many times to be true. There is a discernment many times, and you would be wise to heed and listen to your spouse. I have made the mistake of disagreeing with my wife, Amy, so many times on things that she 
felt that I didn't see, right? And I just was like, okay. Uh, and we moved forward, right? And um, it was the wrong move, you know? And I just was being stubborn. And so, yeah. I got to add, though, the important part again, though, as men and their egos and, you know, whatever it may be, the fact that she, even when we went away and did our own thing, doesn't come back and say, I told you, see there, but that, this, the naggingness in your mind. She says, okay, well, we did that. All right, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. And that is huge for, I know for me and most men, not to have to have, feel like you have the weight of, you already feel the weight anyway on your own, but to not hear it from her is right. huge. Right. Tina, what would you say? Oh, how would you add, what would you add to this? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's really the biggest thing. I'm, I'm very careful not to be like, I told you so. Yeah. Because, and I, I remember distinctly the first time, well, I think we were married maybe like a year, maybe. This is and, the one year. This is well, the it was we like maybe a year, and he did something, <laughs> and I just, we were, we were in a car. $3,000. I know where we were, what we Go were on. doing, and I just sat in the car, and I was like, all right, well, well, so what do you want to do now? You know, and, and I certainly could have and was... I won't say within my right, but I could have been like, I told you so. I don't, yeah. you know. Right. But I think in, in the end, it's, it's not going to edify him. Um, and I'm, I try to be understanding of, of his ego as, you know, as the head of the house, as a male, you know, I, it's just one of those things um, yeah. that I understand. And, you know, you have to make each other make mistakes. I've made mistakes. Of course, there are things that I've done that, you know, you it's the same for you. He wouldn't do the same thing. He wouldn't do that to me either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have to allow space Let's for mistakes. Let's say now. I wouldn't do it to you now. Because there, I read a book. Um, it's a Love Dare book because it was really good. Mm-hmm. Where the guy said, um, he was talking about loving, loving well. And say, for example, and I, this actually happened to us. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got beat up. Say, for example, your wife locks the keys in the car. Okay, now you, and which she did, and I had to <laughs> I drive I my out, clothes at home. whatever it was. <laughs> but but I'm mad because she's inconveniencing me. I gotta go do this, to get the keys to the car, blah blah. And I'm going. Ah! What do you think she meant to lose it? Lock the keys in the car. Right. That's what the term accident means, right? Yeah. And and so we blow up at times as men over accidents, mainly because it's a selfish thing for me of me yeah. being inconvenienced in some way like that, and I'll make her feel like crap for it. Mm. But but. She didn't do that in return, and I learned that hard hard way from not from just how she treated me, but how I realized it in that book of reading it and seeing it in a different perspective. Man, I, I didn't deserve to make her feel that way for accident or mistakes. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. When in doubt, build each other up. When in doubt, uh, encourage one another. You know, your home it needs to be a place where you. You feel encouraged where you can believe the best and you know that the other person is believing the best in you, right? And a lot of homes, it doesn't feel that way, right? There's almost that competitive nature or, or like that antagonistic moment where somebody does something and instead, of, and instead of taking the weight and pressure off, we beat each other up over it, right? And make them feel even worse. Stop doing that, right? That's no way to build a marriage. And to be clear... When we talk about marriages that don't make it, right, a lot of times the first thought is always, you know, an affair or it's, you know, like this giant, you know, spiritual meteor that hits the marriage and destroys it, right? Like it's, it's not. It's little things over time, right? It's just the, 
it's it's coming home and not feeling encouraged, not having anybody in your corner, you know, and just the consistent beating up of each other over time. I mean, it just wears you down until there's just nothing left in the tank. I'm just saying because you know what? The things that we argue about the most they're petty. Toilet seat, squeezing a <laughs> toothpaste from the middle of the thing, leaving the cabinet doors open, leaving the drawers open. Who would leave the ca- who would leave the cabinets open? That's such a crazy thing. Well, I'll tell you why. I secretly knew to the answer to this Tina. Okay. Right, so listen, I may have heard this. This before. is so important because she leaves the cabinets open because I asked her to stop slamming the cabinet doors. You know, we don't have we, 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 no, we don't have the self-made closed quietly cabinets. So every morning when she get up, she gets up early and work out. Bang! Bang! No matter what bang! I'm like, Tina, could you please not do it? So now instead of closing the cabinets, her resolve is to leave them open. So now we walk by, hit our corner. And, I mean, you're not. You can't win. You're not but, slamming them. But there's no need to argue. You're anymore. not away. It's just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Woo, here we go. Last question. Ryan, I hope this has blessed you. It's just getting things going for us um, in this conversation. So we're talking about hurt feelings. We're talking about making big decisions. Like These are two. These are big, big things. Uh, and now here's the third one. So what is a non-negotiable for you guys, for the both of you in your marriage that pertains to relationships with the opposite sex, right? What are, what are some lines that you just will not cross for the sake of protecting this mm-hmm. and protecting your relationship with God? What's that look like for you? Yeah, we don't, we don't have them. <laughs> Not, what, do you, what do you mean I don't have, we don't you don't have, have lines? What do you mean? N- no, we don't have relationships outside of, um, we don't have relationships with the opposite sex that don't include our spouse. In other words. Gotcha. Or their if, spouse. Or their spouse, right. right. Um, so, you know, there are, there are male friends I have, but they are, they are couples. They're friends yeah. that we um, just know. And typically if I meet someone that's, uh, that I meet a man, and I'll be like, oh, you know, Gerald, you need to get to know so-and-so, or, mm-hmm. um, and he'll do the same thing. It's just because, you know, sometimes in those, in those relationships, you, you, you're just never clear on the intention or where is yeah. this going to go, especially, you know, why are you not interested in knowing my spouse or something like that? So we don't really have that. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say, listen, there should never be another best friend besides your wife's spouse. Like regardless of sex, now, you know, you know, like you can still have a or gender rather, you can still have a male friend and a great friend. But I mean, the person and there's certain things you might talk to them that you wouldn't talk to your wife about, you know, because of the male stuff. Sure. But but for the most part, when people talk to me and say, "Don't tell anybody," they better not be telling her. <laughs> That's just stupidity, right? right? You're telling me is telling her, you know. Yeah. And and so anything else that you bring in to anyone else you bring in, and, and guys, I, I speak for guys, right? So I'm a guy. <laughs> and I don't think guys, they may say they have platonic relationships with opposite sex, but given the opportunity, I think that platonic will change in a second. Right. And women don't sometimes realize that or know that. But I'm a guy, and I'm telling you that would do. So one, knowing me being a guy and judging guys that way, well, I also got to judge myself that way. What what could happen in that relationship that would make it turn mm-hmm. from just being friendly to not friendly in the drop of a dime, right? And yeah. then I got to stay away from that stuff and let her know that, Guys are thinking that if the opportunity they could misconstrue whatever's going on, and I have three daughters and I'm telling them all the same thing. So, the best bet is group dynamics. You know, don't be in a situation where you're by yourself with that. As um, soon as I meet someone, if I meet someone, even if it's at work, they're they're on a speaker. They're talking to my wife with me. Yeah. There's things that they're going to be involved in, so they know 
this line doesn't cross here. This is it. Yeah, that's good. If I'm hearing you right, two have become one, right? Yeah. So right. it's like there's really no there's really no Gerald anymore. It's Gerald and Tina. Correct. Yeah. There's not really Tina anymore. It's Tina and Gerald, right? Well, so even then, it's Gerald and Tina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so but I love that, right? And. Affairs, a lot of times in our in our mind that, you know, affairs happen because we think it's purely physical attraction. And obviously that can happen. But many times it's an emotional space that gets filled, right? Because your relationship's going through a hard time. You're tired. You're worn out. You're putting kids to bed. You know, you're, you're stressed at work, right? And all of a sudden you're getting time with somebody other than your spouse. And that emotional, just the heartstrings, your heart, the pitter-patter, the excitement... They understand me. They know what I'm going through, right? And what was just friendship, all of a sudden, how did something, how did it shift, right? And and it's, how did it happen, right? Well, we just didn't put the right boundaries in place. If you're going to know Andy, what you're really going to know is Andy and Amy, right? There isn't really knowing Andy just on his own, right? There's no really knowing Gerald without Gerald and Tina, right? There's no really knowing Tina without Gerald. And so um, these are conditions, right, around your relationships. I love what Gerald said. There's really no room anymore for a best friend other than my spouse. And that is true. My, sp- my, my wife, Amy, is my best friend, right? And I know it sounds like we're like seven years old. Like, who's your best no, friend? This is my bestie. You know, right? But this is my bestie. This is my BFF. Right? But your spouse is right. your best friend, yeah. which means if you're watching, right? And even for all of us, when we talk about building a strong marriage, so much of it is actually learning to become a great friend to your spouse. Yeah. And that is, sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's work, right? Yeah. And and but this is what makes for a great marriage. And so, you guys have I know you know with your different jobs. I know you have you have all consuming jobs, right? Your phone's going off all the time. Do you have boundaries in place, like after a certain <laughs> like after a certain time, right, of the day or the yeah. night? Like I'm not on the phone with someone of you know the opposite sex, or just like the phone gets shut down at this time of day and you know, you know what I mean like things like that is there anything like that and it's okay if it doesn't I just was curious no, it's it's actually 25 years and <laughs> and what's great about this is things change right so our jobs aren't always our jobs okay so so every time you think you conquer something something new is going to come up mm-hmm. so now we are in that stage of um especially once you have kids priorities right. uh, what is going to be a priority yeah. And I think that is our biggest thing that we're working on now together. Yeah. Um, so it's, in case you don't know, God, <laughs> your spouse, all right, family, all right, church, okay, work. You know, and I'm not going to say church like that way, but I'll put that with God, but it's that kind of priority type mm-hmm. thing, all right? But when you have your priorities off, and, and there's times, as especially as a young lady, um, her priority tends to shift from kids and job, yeah. you know, 
then even I don't think it's a young lady. It's mom. Moms for moms. Mom of three girls. Mom yeah. of three girls. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Kids it's, and job. Yeah, and then even you, like you want to make sure you have your own time. You gotta have your own time. But sometimes kids and job. But in order to keep her sanity from a kids and job, she has to work out, which I totally get. So then it's kids, job, and workout. <laughs> and then somewhere in there, I don't know where. I don't know four. I'm a five. I don't know. But so we're I saying <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying. So we. It's really important that we're talking to each other about it. I say, hey, listen. Six o'clock, seven o'clock, you give me a time, right? right? Just give me a time, all right? Don't say nine o'clock, give me a, a good time. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. gonna really work. And so when I do decide to respect that time and when I go up there, lights out. Like yeah. it, it's time to give me my time, mm -hmm. right? And the, but usually what happens is when she stops, then she's like, okay, now I want to have time for you. But well, then I'm like, I'm selfish with my time. Well, <laughs> Am I supposed to jump when you say jump? I was like, no, I'm in the middle of watching my sport game. You, you, do, you did your thing, all right? So it's really important that you work We're those things out. We're opening up a whole new can right but, now. No, but it's, but it's a good thing. That it's it's going to happen to you, but you just got to be able to talk about it and figure out you what gotta your time is. Got to be flexible. Yep. Got to work through it. Got to work right? through it. You're building a, a lifelong friendship. Yes. Greatest friendship, right, that you'll ever have outside of you and Jesus. Right. <laughs> Just had to make sure that was clear. Put that in there. But um, anything else? Any closing thoughts before uh, I pray for us today? And hopefully this has encouraged you. And there's some really practical things that you can begin doing uh, to really strengthen and protect your marriage. Anything else you want to share before? My last thought, and this is quick, I promise you. I think when you go into your marriage, the two things you always have to know is... If you're concerned, two things. If you're 100% concerned about your spouse and only what she needs, and if they're 100% concerned about you and only what you need, everyone's covered. It's a 100-100% type thing. It's not a 50-50 deal. So if, good. And if one of them is one, if you're only concerned about your spouse and your spouse is concerned about her first, someone's getting left out. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure you look at it that way. And the last thing is you've got to let them be them, and they got to let them. The person that has to change in every relationship will be you. So Tina allows me to be me. I, I always joke, I'm annoying. That's just who I am. And over a period of time, no. I know, go and figure. But over a period of time, now she's become annoying. Like she'll do some of the annoying things back to me. So and she goes, what you do? I learned it from you. And it's true. Everything she did, she learned from me. So instead of her trying to change me who I was, she adapted and brought in some of it. And then there's areas that I have changed and adapted because instead of trying to change her, I brought into it. So you got to allow your relationship mm -hmm. to, you got to adapt to them and not them adapt to you. Don't change your person you married. You married them for a reason. Yeah. Mm. That's good. <laughs> that's a whole other, that's a whole other question. Uh. <laughs> I love that. That one was free, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that one was free. All right, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to pray for us. And then if you've got any questions, right, you can message uh, the church on Instagram. You can message the church on Facebook uh, because some of you might be sitting here. Maybe you have some, some real needs in your marriage right now, right? And you watch this and maybe it spurred some things on, got some conversations going or got some thoughts uh, going for you. And that's actually a great thing. So don't be a stranger. Don't be quiet. I know it takes courage. It takes bravery, which is the name of the series that we're in to step out and, you know, maybe ask for help or get some greater clarification. With that, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for the gift of marriage. We thank you for families. Thank you for children. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you have entrusted these things to us. 
Um, and God, we ask that you would uh, give us strength as we live out your purposes uh, in our marriages, God, and also help us to have lines that are so clear, uh, convictions that we hold to, Lord, because we love you and because we want to see your will accomplished in our lives and in our homes. God, there are simply things we will not compromise on. And so, God, I pray that you would give us resolve. I pray that you would give us clarity and help us to have the courageous conversations that we need to have with our spouses. Lord, we love you and worship you. It's in your name that we pray. See you right here next Sunday. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to High Point Church Online. My name is Pastor Andy. As I've already mentioned, you Tina's are. out. <laughs> and... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. Bye. All right, this is going to be a good <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. All right, let's go. Come on.